0: So this week as we do part two of dangerous prayers in season three, I'll bring you up to speed with what we've been doing and the next step that we're going to take. But basically, what makes these prayers dangerous, especially these first two, is that it calls for introspection, it calls for God to turn his searchlight onto our hearts. You see, it's so easy for us to see what other people are doing wrong and to point out other people's faults and to see other people's problems, but it's much harder to face and to admit to our own stuff. So you might remember last week, we started with the hidden sins, the sins that we're not even aware of, that we need help in order for God to show us where we're off track, in order to deal with us where we're off track. In Psalm 19:12, it says, how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? We love that word, they're lurking, it's, they're hidden, they're just kind of waiting to pounce on us. And it says, The answer to that is this prayer, the one from last week, cleanse me, cleanse me from these hidden faults. You see, there are all kinds of things probably that each of us do every day that we don't even realize that we're getting off track, but that's why we need to pray this prayer. We said last week, Quoting Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. It's so easy for us to justify, to excuse, to make excuses for what we're doing. But the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And that's why we need God's help because we get off track and we don't even realize it. Now we're going to move on to a second kind of wrongdoing, sin, getting off track, but this is totally different. This kind of sin is the kind that we know about. We're not in the dark. It's not a surprise to us. We are not just happily going along in ignorance. No, we know what's going on in this case. Very next verse in Psalm 19 says, keep your servant from Deliberate sins, deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. In different translations, this is how deliberate is translated. It might be willful or presumptuous or stupid or selfish. This isn't something, oh, I didn't know, I didn't realize, I need help, God, for you to show me where I'm off track. No, this is, I know I'm sinning, I know what I'm doing, and I did it anyway. So that's the kind of cleansing and help that we need this time. And then the end result of this, if we pray, cleanse me, and we pray, free me, then this is what's gonna happen then if we get rid of those sins that are lurking in our heart, if we deal with those issues where we are purposefully deciding to do something that we know is not right, then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. Free of guilt. We won't have a guilty conscience. We'll be able to put our head on our pillow at night with a clear conscience and we will be innocent of great sin. We're not gonna have that record against us. So that's where we're getting the second prayer of these dangerous prayers, free me. And today we are talking about freedom, true freedom. And what we're saying is that I am free from the power of sin. This is good news, this is great news because so often when we choose to sin, when we choose to do something that we know is wrong, then we feel like on the one hand, we did choose it, we knew what we were doing, we made that choice, but isn't there also a part of us that feels like, I don't want to do that, but I keep making those same choices. I keep falling into the same trap. Trap. On the one hand, I feel like I, I I know that I made that decision. I said that. I went there. I did that. I knew what I was doing, even in the midst of it. But there was also a sense that even in the middle of that, even if you didn't want to, when you wanted to, even if you didn't want to, when you did, that there was something else going on there and you felt a little bit of powerlessness in the midst of that as well. That's what we're dealing with today. And the good news is that you are not powerless, that as a follower of Jesus with the Holy Spirit living and residing in you, that part of your birthright as a child of God, part of the benefit of being a follower of Jesus is that I am free from the power of of sin. And as we pray this prayer, free me, God is going to do that work and take what is true and make it reality in your life. As we pray, free me. Now today we're going to look at this passage, Romans chapter 6, verses 16 to 23. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word preserves and speaks to us through these words of the Apostle Paul that because of jesus christ and his power his holy spirit living and residing in us that we are free from the obligation to do wrong and instead we have a new not only want to but have to obligation impulse to do right to follow you wholeheartedly lord i pray that as we read through that this truth, that I, that we are free from the power of sin will be driven deeply into our hearts and minds and lived out day by day in our experience. We thank you for this and we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So let's look at this together. Here is uh, the bottom line again. I am free from the power of sin which is good news because my first observation that I want you to see is, I am owned by whatever has mastered me. I am owned by whatever has mastered me. That's how this passage starts out in the first half of verse 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? This is uh, insightful and explains why we have that experience that I was describing earlier. We choose to do something, but there's also a sense in which we feel like we are compelled and we don't have a choice in the matter, that we'd like to make a different choice, but sometimes we don't feel like we can. Well, that's because you are going to be under the control of something. Something is going to be the controlling influence in your life. I've shared before that one of the struggles that I had a have had, and especially as a young man, was to let anger control me. There were times where you would just feel this anger rising up and you knew that that was the controlling influence in your life at that moment. It controlled what you said, how you responded, what you did. And for the follower of Jesus, the the controlling influence in our life is supposed to be God's Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be filled with the Spirit. That's what it means that He, his spirit, is the controlling influence in our life. So something is going to be the controlling influence in your life. It could be your anger. It could be bitterness. It could be a sense of injustice. It could be guilt over things that you've done in the past. Or it can be God's Holy Spirit. That will be the controlling influence in your life that's the point that the apostle paul is making we're we're going to have something that's the controlling influence in our life you're going to be slave of whatever you choose to obey something is going to be the controlling influence in your life so if it's true that I am free from the power of sin, that's good news because whatever you choose to obey is going to determine the path that you take, and your path determines your destination. My path determines my destination. When we choose to obey, to let something be the controlling influence in our life, what you might not realize is that that's not just a moment in time, it's not just one experience, but you are choosing a path. You're choosing a direction to head in. That's what the Apostle Paul talks about in the second half of that verse. Romans 6.16b says you can be slave a slave to sin, which leads to death. In other words, the controlling influence in your life is your anger, your bitterness, your uh frustration you allow these things to build up and to control your life your uh compulsions then that's going to put you on a path that leads to death or you can make a different choice and have a different controlling influence in your life or you can choose to obey god which leads to righteous living literally righteousness but i love the way that the new living translation Pulls the New Living Translation, pulls the meaning out that um, you can end up in death. And death is not just a physical death, it's talking about a, a way of life that is deadly, it's talking about your ultimate. Uh, your ultimate destination. It's separation from the life of God. Or when you choose to obey God, it leads to righteousness. It leads to righteous living. It's a different path. It's a different way of life that leads to a different destination. And the reason that I really like uh, this and I wanna pull out this point is very often when I've been talking to people about following Jesus and what it means, they will say, oh yeah, I believe all that stuff. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for our sins. I believe all of that stuff. But it's very obvious that sometimes that person's life, they're not really following Jesus. They just believe stuff about Jesus. And there is a difference in what he's talking about here is true followership is not just believing certain things the apostle james in his letter to the church put it like this you believe that there's one god great the demons believe that so if you believe the right things then you're up to the level of demonic good you know but let's not stop there that when you choose god you're choosing a path and that path should make a difference in the way that you live. Your path, your way of life, your walk is just different ways for the Bible to talk about how you live your life. And what Jesus said would distinguish his followers from everyone else was not just a creed, but their deeds. He said that by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It's our deeds that show the path that we're on, and that path has a destination You can be slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. So for the person who has decided, who has chosen God, who has said yes to Jesus, then they can say, I am free from the power of sin. I am free from the power of sin. It wasn't always like this but this is the way it is now. I wasn't always on this path, but now I am. And that's the good news that is pointed out also in this passage, that I may have a past, but I also have a future. And this is how he describes it later in that passage. Verse 20, when, this is the past tense, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. Uh, I love the way he describes it there. It's like you had an obligation, but you didn't feel compelled to do what was right. You were free from that sense of, oh, I have to do what is right. I have to be on this certain path because when you're slave to sin, when you choose that path, when you choose to obey the fleshly desires, then you don't feel that obligation to do what is right. And when you're on that path, it has a certain result, and what was the result? The Apostle Paul asked, and he gives a twofold result. You are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Shame and guilt are a result of offering yourself as a slave to sin, and then the second impact is that these things end in eternal doom Uh, i had to smile when i read that when i think of doom i think of that old uh, video game that probably some of you will be familiar with but what he's talking about there he's talking about the end result of your life is judgment you are under god's eternal doom it's judgment so if you are, this was what your past was like, you were on this particular path, you were slaves to sin, you were heading in that direction, and now the, these are the things that you did at that time, what, what did that cause? It caused guilt and shame, and it was going to end in judgment. So you have a past, and that was your past, but you also have a future, as well and that's what he goes on to talk about it but now this is new this is now post jesus when you say yes to jesus when you are born again when you have god's holy spirit living inside of you when eternal life has taken up residence in you but now you are free and that's our word free from the power of sin and have become slaves of god in other words you used to have this obligation that it was your flesh that was driving you and that was the controlling influence in your life and that ended up in guilt and shame and it's going to end up in judgment. But now, because of Jesus in your life, you are free from the power of sin and you have a different obligation. You have a different have to and want to in your life because you are now under the power of God. You're slaves of God. So what does the, what's the end result of that? The end result of that is now you do those things that lead to holiness. There's a righteousness. There's a goodness in your path. Now you're making those kinds of choices. And what is the result of that? Not a judgment, but eternal life. And and I love how Throughout this whole passage, just like I was saying before, it's not just a matter of believing the right things, but it's a different life. It's a different way of life. Do you know what the first um, name for the followers of Jesus was? They were called the followers of the way. The way was a way of life that made a difference in the way that they lived their life, not just the things that they believed. And so what he's saying here is, When you make this choice, you are on a different path. It leads to holiness and it leads to eternal life. And an important thing to remember about eternal life in the scriptures, it's not just talking about what happens to you after you die. It's talking about the here and now, the eternal life The of Jesus Christ takes up residence in you beginning now. Just like it says that before Christ, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. You had a pulse, you were walking around, you were alive to all outside appearances, but spiritually on the inside without Christ. You are dead with Christ, you have eternal life. And then he sums it up in verse 23, where he says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Two paths, two ways of living, two destinations. And he says, if you if you choose to be controlled by, if sin is the controlling influence in your life, then that's just gonna result in death. There's a death, Paul, about the way that your life goes. And it's not just something that happens in the future. This is the here and now. Apostle Paul said that uh, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. That's just the way of life. And the end result is death here and now and for all of eternity. But the free gift of God, it's not something you could earn. It's not something that you deserve. It is given as a gift, is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. When you offer yourself yourself, as a slave to God, to follow him, let his Holy Spirit be the controlling influence in your life, then the end result of that is life. And again, that's not just something that happens after you die. It's that li- eternal life kind of life, the life that begins with God and continues throughout eternity, but it begins in the here and now. So, why is this good news? It's good news because it means right now. You don't have to be controlled by your sins. You can be free from the power of sin. And it's not something that you have to earn or deserve, it is the free gift of God. And that's the only way that it can happen. And so, as always, I'm going to encourage you, if you haven't already, to take that step of faith and say yes to Jesus, to commit your life to Jesus so that you can say with authenticity and with truthfulness, I am free from the power of sin. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never going to trip up or mess up, but it means that you don't have to be under the power of sin anymore. God and His Holy Spirit can be the controlling influence in your life. So I'm going to encourage you to say yes to Jesus. What does that mean? It means that you're saying yes to His forgiveness. Remember how we said that 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 other path leads to guilt and, uh, and shame. Well, you can be free of that guilt and shame. You can be forgiven. When you say yes to Jesus, what you're saying is that I want what he did on the cross to count for me. That all the shame and punishment of my sin is, has been poured out on Christ on the cross. And so now I can receive the forgiveness the clean slate that comes from being a part of his family when you say yes to Jesus. And you are also saying yes to his lordship. You're saying, yes, I want God to be the controlling influence in my life. I don't want to be controlled by my sins anymore. I'm going to surrender control of my life to my heavenly father. So say yes to Jesus. Don't just believe the right things, but embrace the right one, If you are following along on our church online platform, click that button under the I Commit My Life to Jesus. Wherever you're listening or watching, you can text YES to 603-225-2550, our church number. And when you do that, we'll not only be able to celebrate this decision that you're making, but also resource you for your new life in Christ. We have good news that because of what Christ did, we are free from the power of sin. And I want you to be able to experience that day in and day out. And so when we are challenged to pray this prayer, free me. What we are saying is, God, I want you to be the controlling influence in my life. I don't want to be controlled by my fleshly desires and my frustrations or my anger or my bitterness or my past. Free me from that. It's my birthright as a follower of Jesus. Now make it real in my life day in and day out. And if you are praying that prayer, then let us know. Here's one way that you can respond: click the heart on, uh, uh, you know, a like or a, or a heart on whatever platform that you're following along. If you're just listening, you can text the heart symbol or. A, less than with a three or however you're going to do that, just text it to us and let us know, I'm gonna be praying this prayer this week, free me. I want God to cleanse me from those hidden faults and I want him to free me from those deliberate sins in my life. You can have that kind of freedom. It is yours in Jesus Christ. And then also I'll give you some practical helps as well. Uh, There are next steps at our website, cornerstonenh.org. You go there. Last week, we talked about the Dangerous Prayers Reading Plan, where each week you can be reading and respond. Each day, you can be reading and responding to God's Word. And that is going to be very helpful to you as we go through this series. And there'll be other next steps listed there as well. But here is the good news. You can be free from those sins that controlled you and God's power is living and residing in every follower of Jesus. His Holy Spirit can fill you and be the controlling influence in your life. You don't have to be under the power of those sins anymore. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the good news in Christ Jesus that although the wages of sin is death, The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Help each person, beginning with me, to say yes to you, yes to your power, yes to your forgiveness, yes to this new way of life that leads to a new kind of life and a new destination for life. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to each heart, that you would show us exactly what we need to do in response to what we have heard today and that you would give us the courage, the faith to act on that, to follow you wholeheartedly, and surrender our lives to you so that you are the controlling influence in all of our lives every single day. We thank you for this. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen.